The art of concentration is one of the simplest to learn, and one of the greatest when mastered, and these pages are written especially for those who wish to learn how to master this fine art in all of its aspects, who wish to develop the power to concentrate well at any time and for any purpose, who wish to make real concentration a permanent acquisition of the mind. Whatever your work or your purpose may be, a good concentration is indispensable. It is necessary to apply, upon the object or subject at hand, the full power of thought and talent if you are to secure, with a certainty, the results you desire, or win the one thing you have in view. But the art of concentration is not only a leading factor in the fields of achievement and realisation, it is also a leading factor in another field, a field of untold possibility. The exceptional value of concentration is recognised universally, and still there are comparatively few that really know how to concentrate. Some of these have a natural aptitude for concentrated thought and action, while others have improved themselves remarkably in this direction due to increased knowledge on the subject. But as yet, the psychology of concentration is not understood generally, and that is why the majority have not developed this great art, although they are deeply desirous of doing so. When we do not know how to proceed, we either hesitate or proceed in a bungling fashion, or we may proceed under the guidance of a number of misleading beliefs. And in connection with the concentration, there are several ideas and beliefs that have interfered greatly with the development of this art. In fact, methods have been given out and published broadcast that are supposed to develop concentration, but that produce the very opposite effect. These things, however, clear up when we learn the psychology of the subject. Among these misleading beliefs, we find one of the most prevalent to be that we must, in order to concentrate well, become oblivious to everything but the one thing before attention now. But the fact is that when we become oblivious to our surroundings, we do not concentrate at all. We have simply buried ourselves in abstraction, which is the reverse of concentration. The mind is highly active and thoroughly alive when we concentrate perfectly, and sufficiently alive and keen to be aware of everything in the mind and all about the mind, although giving first thought and attention to the work in hand. Another belief is this, that we must use great force in the mind in order to concentrate well, that is, we must literally compel the mind to fix attention upon the object or subject before it. But here we must note that forced action, although seemingly effective for a while, is detrimental in the long run. This is true of the body as well as of the mind, so that we must find a better method. However, when we learn the real secret of concentration, we find that no special effort is required. There is neither mental strain nor hard work connected with the process. The mind becomes well poised and serene, and in that attitude, full power and capacity is applied where attention is directed. The mind that concentrates well does not work in the commonplace sense of that term. Wear and tear have been eliminated. There is no strenuous action. There is no desire to force or drive things through and no tendency whatever towards the high-strung 
or keyed-up condition. On the contrary, all action is smooth, orderly, easy and harmonious, and work has become a keen pleasure. 